everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is August 23rd. It's 2021, and we have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes 819. What's happening, Keith? What's up, man? Uh, recording after another NASCAR race here. You are all over Blaney and your, your betting picks. You wrote up Byron as your favorite tournament play. He absolutely smashed, so... Can't, can't do a show with you on a Sunday without plugging your NASCAR content. Just another awesome job by you. I oh, appreciate it, man. Austin Dillon doesn't wreck and like Everything we break, we break up. the internet yep. because um, <laughs> I was on a lot of good stuff today. So, and like, I was super nervous because like Chase Elliott was doing really well and then he kind of faded back and then he went forward. So, I mean, the race was, it was such a good race overall um, yep. just to watch and I know a lot of people don't like the 550 horsepower package, but I think a place like Michigan where we're getting action pack racing, um, Michigan's usually a race like you fall asleep during. And I mean, I feel like this package really works for a track like that. So fun race. Yeah, it, was a, it was a fun ending. Um, Byron and Larson were making a run there. So yeah, fun to watch. So, but we're back with some baseball. Um, we're coming down the home stretch, man. Like in a few weeks, we're gonna be talking like playoffs and like who who needs to do what and stuff like that. But right now, uh, we're still just kind of breaking down the season as we keep rolling here. And I mean, I've fully committed to switching over to 2021 stats fully now. Um, I don't even look at last year's numbers anymore. And um, I mean, I'm even looking at 30 day stuff on some of these guys. So I definitely think we're in that full swing of that, um, you know, 2021 season. So let's get started. Six games, Arizona at Pittsburgh is where we get kicked off here. This game, eight and a half total pick em game. Um, Will Crow, and we don't know who's pitching yet. Um, I think it's going to be, is it Mahia, Mejia um, pitching for um, Arizona? So we'll kind of go with that. I don't know if is he even in the player pool. Um, I do not see him in in the player pool. So we're not even going to get into talking about him too much here. Um, any interest here on the other side on Will Crow? I mean, it's a, a shorter slate, seventy two hundred. Arizona is not a a lineup with a lot of thump, but I don't like the upside here. Uh, Arizona doesn't strike out a lot, and Will Crow is not a big strikeout pitcher. Um, I think we do have one good value option on this slate. Um, so I don't think we'll need Will Crow. Yeah, I mean, Will Crow is just not a, a guy that's going to go out there and light the world on fire with strikeouts. Um, decent strikeout rate at 21.5%, but walks a lot of people, gives up a ton of hard contact, hardly generates any soft contact whatsoever. So, I mean, even Arizona as a team that's not like this fantastic offense, I think they're still good enough um, overall to beat Will Crow. So I think at 7,200, I'm going to pass. Um, and I mean, yeah, let's talk bats here. Arizona, I, I just got done saying it. Like Will Crow is a guy that hardly generates any soft contact. Any of these Arizona bats um, that you like here? Um, yeah, I do like. Arizona a fair amount. Um, Josh Rojas has, has kind of a funky price on DK. He's 4,700. That's a little more than we want to pay for him. Uh, but Cattell Marte back in the lineup at 4,600, very fair price for him. And Kelly at catcher at 4,400. I think he makes sense. Uh, and then the, everybody else is, is a value bat. 
Um, Paven Smith is probably the, one of the first ones I would look to. He's 3,200 in the outfield. Um, is Drupal Cabrera is probably hitting in the middle of the lineup at a really low price. So I think Christian Walker, if he cracks the lineup, um, just some really nice pricing on Arizona. I think they're going to make a lot of sense as a secondary stack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. It's just it's they're going from Coors to Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not a great what a what a change. drastic like change just in general here. Um, so I'm certainly a little worried about that. Um, I mean, they're cheap. Peralta's two point nine k. You mentioned Smith; he's three point two k. I think if you want to look at some of these guys. Um, they're definitely guys you could potentially play here. But I mean, on the other side, you got Pittsburgh. They're not a great offense. Do you have any interest in these guys? Not a great offense, but if it's Mejia that's getting the start, I was looking at his numbers before the show. He has like a five, oh, an ERA over five in triple A this year. Uh, so I think there's some value options here on, on Pittsburgh as well. Uh, Brian Reynolds is, is their top hitter for me barely priced in the mid range. Kid Brian Hayes is right there too. Colin Moran has been dealing with some injuries, but he's back now. I think you can play him. So kind very similar to Arizona. Don't, we don't love the ballpark here, but I think that both of these teams can be used to kind of to sup, supplement your main stack. I don't think I want a full stack either of them, but I think they have some pieces that are in play today. Yeah. I mean, we saw him pitch a little, was it last season? Um, and I, I don't even think, like, he's he started, I think, three games last season, and it wasn't anything great. Uh, I think he had, like, a 3% soft contact rate. He was a fly ball guy. Looking at his minor league numbers, he seems like more of a fly ball guy. Um, so I think he's someone you could definitely target some power bats. Colin Moran, um, you know, we know he has power. It's just – it sucks that you got to take a first base spot up on him um, over there on DraftKings. But, I mean – Reynolds, Polanco, all these guys are okay. Um, Yoshi, like I, I think you could look at some of these power bats and and just try to use this game just overall as like some value, but I don't think I'd stack either one of these teams. I think that makes sense. All right, moving on. We head to Toronto, Chicago White Sox, Toronto Blue Jays, nine total in this one. And the White Sox, a slight favorite here at about 115 to 120, most books. Um, Lance Lynn, Alex Manoa, Alec Manoa. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? Lynn is a guy that's, I mean, he's in the Cy Young conversation this year, right? Been one of the best pitchers in baseball for this season. Um, but it's about as as bad as matchups get Toronto, just a ton of power and patience in this lineup. Uh, and he, and he's fully priced. You're not getting a discount on him. Um, I think he makes sense for tournaments, but I don't know that we need to go here in cash. Um, so maybe just a couple of sprinkles, but I, I don't think that he is the best option today. I think if he comes in at lower ownership, he's the best tournament player in the slate. Um, and, uh, and here's why, right? Like this lineup, we know how good the Toronto lineup is, but they're a very right-handed heavy lineup. And Lance Lynn is very good against righties. 32% K rate, 114 ISO, 215 of Woba, less than 5% walk rate. Um, I mean, it's it's a good pitcher against a good lineup. And in, in this scenario, like 
the variance is just it's really high it could go either way um so i think lance lynn's a fantastic tournament play when we're looking at overall upside in this spot i mean how many other guys like yeah, i think he put up over it was right at 30 fantasy points against this team earlier this season so i mean like the how many other guys on this slate can you be like oh he could get to 30 like lance lynn is like in in like a handful of like two guys <laughs> like i mean so i think he's a great tournament play um i mean sure you could stack toronto against him i'm not going to um i'm going to respect his numbers he's been good against righties um throughout his career he uses that cutter like sinker combo and i mean it just eats guys up um so i mean definitely want to look into the batted ball data a little bit here with toronto uh tomorrow but at first look i like lance lynn a lot for tournaments um there's a reason the White Sox are a favorite in this game. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a slight favorite, but there's a reason. Alec Manoa on the other side, I, he's a solid young pitcher. He's 8,500 on a slate that we don't have a ton of options. The White Sox lineup has some strikeouts in it. Do you have any interest here in Manoa? I do have interest in Manoa. Um, I, that strikeout rate, I believe, is the highest on the slate. Um, the White Sox lineup strikes out a fair amount. Um, I think he is one of those other guys that, that can get you to 30 points. So uh, I do have a lot of interest in Manoa here, even though it's a tough matchup against the White Sox. I mean, it's two really good offenses, but in this game, on this slate, I mean, we're, we got some bats coming up in a couple games here. And it's just like, we look at this game overall and it's like, I mean, I might take shots on both these guys because like you said, how many other guys do we think can get to 30? Uh, I don't think Montgomery can get to 30. Um, I, I think I looked before the podcast is like highest over the last 10 games is like 10. He's the highest price pitcher on the slate. Zach Greinke on a really good day can get over 30. Um, but he's going to live in that like 20 range. Um, Inno, maybe on a really good day. The Yankees are a pretty heavy strikeout team. But, I mean, nobody else on the slate. So, I mean, we have, like, a handful of guys at best that can get to 30. So, I'm with you. I have interest in Manoa here. Um, I, I definitely think he's somewhat interesting. Let's talk bats in this game. Manoa actually has a higher strikeout rate against lefties. Um, I mean, I think if you want to look at some of these White Sox, it's Abreu, it's Jimenez. Um, but that's really it. I don't have a ton of interest in the White Sox here. I don't have a ton of interest in bats in this game in general. Yeah, I, I agree. They're all expensive. Um, so getting the full stack, I, I don't think that's an option at all. Like, it's just not a, a good enough spot to want to pay a premium for these guys. Um, so if you want to chase home runs, yeah, I, I think you just look to the power bats. Um, Toronto. Uh, and, like, again, like, uh, it's the same thing. These guys are are really priced up. You know, Vlad is 6K. And I mean, he can he can take anybody deep. We've been talking about Marcus Simeon here a lot recently, quietly at 30 home runs on the season. Um, but I, I mean, just overall, I, I just don't see myself using a lot of these guys against Lynn. Like maybe a one-off power bat if I'm in that range, but that's about it. Corey Dickerson is still down there at 2,800 on DraftKings. I think he's going to be a, a fine value option. Uh, he's been hitting like fifth or sixth usually for this Toronto lineup. So I think he's going to make a lot of sense. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, not a, not a ton of interest. All right, we get the Yankees at Atlanta taking on the Braves. Nine total. Braves a slight favorite here at 140. Um, Inno against Montgomery. Montgomery's the highest-priced guy in the slate. I just got done saying this. Um, I mean, 
the Atlanta lineup is definitely not as scary as it once was this season, but I still don't think I can pay this price for Montgomery. Yeah, that this price is very puzzling to me as well. Um, not not sure why he's the highest price pitcher on the slate in this matchup. Uh, the Braves added a bunch of, of guys to fill in for injuries at the trade deadline. That's worked out really well. They're leading the East now. So, yeah, I, I, just a tough spot for Montgomery. I think they're, the Braves are pretty right-handed now too. So don't, don't love Montgomery here, especially not at that price tag. Yeah, I mean, it's more of just the price. Like, they're going to be able to throw, like, Solaire, Riley, Swanson, Duvall, Contreras, um, Albies. Freeman's good lefty-lefty, puts the ball in play a lot. I just – I mean, I just don't have a ton of interest here in Montgomery. Um, Any interest here in Inno on the other side? This is a a high-variance spot, but I think that there is some upside um, with Anila here. I mean, before he went down, he broke his hand, I think it was, and he missed a couple of months. Uh, he was pitching really, really well. Strikeout rate is over 27%. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the leash. He's just just one start back from the IL. He threw 80 pitches. So you probably don't get much more than 90, 95 here. But I think there's some strikeout upside, and the, the price tag at 8300 is – is fair enough. So I, ha- I have some tournament interest. I mean, I think his, his upside's like 25 plus, but his, like his floor is like five. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Don't get me wrong. Um, and Inno is someone that is very young and very talented, has good electric stuff. 27% K rate on the season is no joke. The dude has a 13% swinging strike rate. So, I mean, I, I could definitely see him going out. Pitching really good here, but I'm worried about the pitch count for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the Yankees are a team that's either going to hit him hard or strike out a lot. So, tournaments, it's a, it's a six-game slate. You got to take chances. Uh, Yankees bats, I mean, I'm targeting the power guys. Like, you know, even though he has good stuff, he does give up a lot of hard contact. I think 45% on the season, almost 50% to lefties. So, I really like Joey Gallo, Stanton, Judge, like the big power bats in this lineup are the guys that I'd be targeting here. Yeah, they have really nice prices also, um, especially Gallo and Rizzo are both really underpriced. Um, they do lose a DH going into a National League ballpark. So, it, I mean, no Stanton, maybe? Uh, no Voight for sure, also. Uh, Stanton might play the outfield, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's even more reason not to play Montgomery. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know what – we'll have to see how the lineup shakes out for sure. But I think against – you know, it's definitely going to be Gallo and Rizzo in the lineup with as lefties, and both of their prices are very attractive. Judge, obviously, you can play against anybody. So, agree with you on Hunt the Power here. And then on the Atlanta side, I mean, I think they're a really interesting stack. Um, we don't have a ton of places to go on this slate overall. But, I mean, Atlanta against the lefty. My biggest concern, Keith, is the game stays close enough that you don't get those like last few innings because the Yankees bullpen is so good. But I mean, their star like reliever is a lefty too. So I mean, I think Atlanta is somewhat interesting. My only my other thing about this offense just in general here is the, the pricing on these guys are so They're high. Still crazy priced up. Yep. Yeah. Like Freeman is over 6K, Albie Swanson and Riley all over 5K on DraftKings. So definitely have to pay for them. 
Um, so I think Solaire and Duvall would be, be my favorite plays of the bunch, but yeah, Montgomery is a guy that doesn't get blown up too often, pretty good control, uh, keeps the ball on the ground somewhat. So, and then, yeah, a really good bullpen to deal with after him. So I agree. I, I don't like the stack, um, hunt home runs with Solaire and Duvall probably would be what I'm looking to do. All right. We're going to keep on keeping on here. We got the Cubs, the Rockies and the Cubs. It's Hendricks and Sensatella, uh, no total. And while you talk about Sensatella, I'm going to pull up and see if there's going to be any wind in this game um, really quick. And it's always the night before, so it could change. But what are you looking at here with um, Sensatella? Yes, I'm delaying. It looks like we're not going to have really – it's very slight blowing out the left, but like six, five to seven is what it looks like. So I don't think it's going to matter as much. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, Cause since I do have some interest in Sensatella, uh, he, he is not a guy that we usually ever like to play in DFS, very low strikeouts, um, just a ground ball contact guy, but this Cubs lineup has been atrocious and they have been striking out at like record setting pace. I believe their, their strikeout rate is over 30% since the trade deadline when they, when they moved their guys. So there, there's some upside, and at 6,000 on DraftKings, Sensatella makes a lot of sense as an SP2. Um, I, I don't need a big strikeout game at that price. Uh, th- you do get him out of course field. I looked up his home road splits. His, his K rate for the season is 15%, but on the road it's up to 17%. So slight bump getting out of course, and then just a, a matchup against a huge strikeout team. So for $6,000, I think that makes some sense. You play anybody against Cubs. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you re- realistic, you play anybody. They're not – not only are they striking out, they're not walking. Um, like, Ian Happ is still pretty patient at the plate, but overall, they're just not walking. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. Since the Royal, the, They just got done with a series against the Royals, and I just looked up there. Keller put up 27.9 DK points. Bubich put up 30.5 DK points. And Hernandez put up 29.6 DK points. These are not great pitchers for the Royals. That, that is some insane production against the Cubs. It has to pain you. This is a Cubs. <laughs> this is a diehard Cubs fan talking on the podcast right now, and it just has to pain you. And you, we, I don't think we've talked since the trade deadline because you were on right before, and you're like, yeah, they're going to move all these guys. I was like, oh, they're not going to move, and they moved everyone. Everybody, like yeah. they didn't even like leave. They didn't leave <laughs> anything. They're like, ah, we're out. Um, we're done. We know we're done. Um, Hendricks on the other side of this game, low strikeout guy struggles with lefties. I mean, it's not like the Rockies lineup is great, but Hendricks is 8,100. I feel like he has pretty limited upside and on, even on a six game slate, I don't have any interest in him. Yeah. I mean, when you have Anoa right there with big strikeout stuff and Manoa, just a, both of those two are priced just above him. So pretty easy to get either of them. I think they both have uh, much more upside. I could see Hendricks putting together a decent game here against Colorado. He's not going to be one of my higher own targets, but I, I would probably sprinkle him in if I was playing a bunch of lineups. Uh, let's talk Rockies bats. I, I mean, the problem is like, there's not a ton of great hitters in this lineup, but I mean, CJ Crone, Blackman for sure at 4,400 uh, McMahon down there at 44, 4,300. Um, those would be the guys that I'm looking at here. Uh, Trevor story, obviously, but the Rockies, they're not going to break the bank. Um, so 
I could definitely see myself using them as like a secondary stack here. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, I do like McMahon quite a bit. Uh, if you wanted to use a one-off, I think he's, he's the guy that makes sense with his power. Uh, Dom Nunez is a cheap catcher. Also, he should be in the lineup here against Hendricks. So um, like that one, he's 2,700 on DraftKings. All right. On the Cubs side, I mean, outside of wisdom, I don't have any interest in this lineup. I agree with you. Senzatella isn't going to put a, a bunch of extra guys on base. Good control. Uh, keeps the ball on the ground. Throw, he's going to throw a, a several double plays. That's what I'm thinking here. So, yeah, I'm, I don't like the Cubs either. Oh, man. It's crazy. So, all right. Uh, Kansas City at Houston. This game at a nine total. Uh, the Astros, pretty big favorite here at 235. We got Lynch and Granky. Uh, let's talk Lynch first. Daniel Lynch, lefty going up against Houston. Just pitched pretty well against this team um, last time out. You know, he threw seven innings, only allowed, I think, one run. Um, any interest here in Daniel Lynch? When I first looked at it, there's like, no way I'm playing this guy. Um, and then, yeah, you just mentioned he just faced them and, and performed really well. Um, Houston is never a team I like to target with pitching in DFS. Uh, so I don't think, I mean, if he was a, 7,000, I wouldn't want to do it at all. I'd have no interest. Uh, it's 6,500, I guess, as a, if Senzatella gets popular because of how bad the Cubs have been, he could maybe make sense as a, a pivot, just hoping that he duplicates that last outing. But uh, it's not something I'm looking to target like heavily. So I think here's, here's where Lynch comes into play, right? If Senzatella is going to have monster ownership on this slate, and nobody else is playing anybody else in this range outside of Sensatella. Lynch is the next best option. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're playing him over Crow. You're playing him over Blackburn, probably. Probably. Um, Marco Gonzalez, you're not playing him. So, I mean, like, process of elimination is more of just like, all right, to get different, maybe I'll take Lynch over Sensatella and just hope he outscores him. Yep. I, and, I, like, I'm it's good too. Cause I know Bregman, I know they said that he's going to do another, at least one more rehab game in triple a on Monday. Um, so, I mean, you know, Bregman's not going to be back in the lineup either, either. So, I mean, I could see Lynch doing okay here. Yeah. I, and I, at 6,500, he doesn't even need to go out and do what he did last time. You, you can settle for less than that, especially on a shorter slate. And I mean, we've, we've kind of ran through most of it. There's, there's not a ton of, like just guys that are going to blow you away. So if he can get you 15 to 20, you're, you're fine with that. All right. Zach Granke, other side here, 8,900 for Zach Granke going up against Kansas city struggled mightily zero strikeouts against this team in his last start. I mean, that's Zach Granke to a T there, buddy. Um, I mean, in cash games, he's probably one of the safer options here. You're probably looking at him. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to him? he's very similar to Hendricks. Like he's probably going to go out and have a decent outing, but just not, a, not a lot of upside on a slate that doesn't have much upside. Maybe he gets it done and he throws one of these outlier starts where he goes eight innings and strikes out six or seven. Uh, and that gets you there on this slate. So maybe sprinkle him in a little bit, but yeah, I, I would rather play one of the young guys for a little bit cheaper that have more strikeout upside. Yeah, I mean, cash games, I'm all for playing Granky. 
tournaments, I mean, you're you're looking at the upside guys, in my opinion. Um, bats in this game. Anything on the Kansas City side stand out to you here? I think Sal Perez has a good chance to hit a home run, but outside of that, there's not really much to like. Yeah, I mean, Sal Perez really it for me. Um, I hate paying up a catcher, so I probably won't play him. I mean, if you need a cheap punt shortstop, Nicky Lopez, um, he's been hitting the ball really well here recently. So I don't mind maybe looking at like Nicky Lopez, things I didn't think I'd be saying. Um, but I mean, sure. yeah, they're all really cheap. Benintendi and Dozier are almost minimum price, which is insane. But I mean, Grinky is not a guy I like to stack against. He just elite control and I mean he doesn't get blown up all right let's talk um Houston bats I mean I know that that Lynch just pitched well against them we all probably played Houston in that spot I think this is a spot you go back to the well and hope it just kind of works out yeah I I remember that that day well I played a lot of Houston um and I'm gonna do it again like just too good of an offense and Lynch doesn't have enough of a track record to where I'm sure that he can go out and dominate him again. So I think Houston has quite a bit of upside here. Uh, they, they could get to lunch easily. Uh, Correa is my, my absolute favorite here with his price tag in the mid range. Altuve at the top is a great option. Uh, Guriel has had a surprisingly great year. Uh, and especially against lefties, I was looking at his splits. He's performed really well against lefties this year. You don't love paying 5,100 for him, but uh, I mean, the results have merited it this year. So. I wouldn't leave him out of a stack either. All right. Um, we finish it out here with Seattle at Oakland. Yes, this is still a game. Um, Marco Gonzalez and, and Blackburn facing off. Eight and a half total in this game. It's a pick em game. Some books have Oakland at like 125, but a lot of them are pick em here. Um, any interest in Marco Gonzalez? No, not not in this matchup. I'd rather play Hendricks, who's the same price. Um, I'd rather give it get up to Grinky. Even I mean, they're I'd say those two names because they're guys with similar type upside. If I'm looking for a guy who's not going to get blown up and just give me a, like a quality start, uh, I prefer those two guys over Gonzalez. I just I like Oakland quite a bit here in this spot. I mean, they can just go so right-handed heavy um, in this spot against him that. I mean, for that reason alone, Marco Gonzalez is really solid against lefties. So if for some odd reason, Seattle uh, or Oakland, sorry, if Oakland like loads up on a bunch of lefties, then you're taking shots on Marco Gonzalez. But if they play their normal right-handed heavy lineup against lefties uh, with Olsen being the only lefty in there, I'm with you. I think the Oakland bats are interesting. Um, Any interest in Blackburn on the other side here? cheapest pitcher on the slate assuming that we don't get Mejia in the pool which as of right now he's not in there so 5300 on DraftKings there's just I don't see the upside um, I know Seattle strikes out quite a bit but Blackburn just throughout his entire even minor league career hasn't struck anybody out really so he's just gonna manage contact and try to get you through five innings um I mean, just similar to what he did his, in his first start. He did last time out five innings, three Ks, seven DraftKings points. I, I don't know that that's enough and not something I'm probably going to target. I mean, we saw this guy for 27 innings last season. Um, and his – was it, it – no, it wasn't 27 innings. It was very – it was like two innings. Um, 
Every every time we've seen this guy pitch at the major league level, his walk rate has been really high. Uh, he struggles at walks. He doesn't strike people out. I don't know. Um, I mean, Oakland's just at a point where they need arms right now. Um, so he does do a good job of generating ground balls from what I was looking at from his minor league numbers. He's more of a ground ball guy. Um, I don't have any interest in him here. Let's talk Seattle bats. Anything standing out to you here for Seattle? Yeah, I mean, they have some good value options as well. So just as we've kind of talked through this, a lot of the hitters on this slate are very fairly priced. I don't think salary is going to be much of an issue at all. Um, but yeah, like Seager at 3,800 jumps off the page. Hanniger at 4,100 is, I mean, perfectly fine. Uh, Toro has hit pretty well. I really like J.G. Crawford if he's in the, the leadoff spot. Um I think I might be able to talk myself into a Seattle stack even. So I do have some interest in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, my favorite is Kyle Seeger, the, you know, fly ball hitting Kyle Seeger against a ground ball pitcher makes a ton of sense. Um, so I think that I think this is a good spot for Seeger Hanniger. And then if you want to throw in a third piece and make it a three man, I never hate the idea of doing that. Oakland on the other side, I mean, I, I just got done saying it. They can go very right-handed heavy in this spot. Um, so, I mean, I definitely have interest in, like, Marte and Kana, Chapman. If I'm looking at, like, doing three or four, I, I definitely will put together a five-man here. Yep, I, I'm with you. We kind of alluded to it. Uh, I think Oakland is my favorite, depending on how chalky the Yankees get, um, and if People want to target. I don't. I don't see Chicago or the White Sox or Toronto getting much ownership. So we'll have to keep an eye on the Oakland ownership. Um, but as long as they're not like super chalk, I think they're my favorite stack on the slate. All right. Um, let's talk morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? There's very limited options. Yeah, very limited. Um, Let's see. I've actually had somebody when I first did the research for the slate, Louis Gill was projected to pitch for the Yankees. He's off the slate now. So searching here and there's not a lot to like, um, I guess I'll take a shot on Will Crow. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see Sensatella. I'm not, I don't want to play Sensatella for the strikeout. So I, I guess Crow is the option. Yeah. I mean, I'll go Lynch, I guess. Um, I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rough down there. Um, anyway. Yeah. I mean, on the other side are uh, over eight K to score under 15. I feel like this one's a little bit easier. This one's much easier. We just talked about my favorite stack being Oakland. So Marco Gonzalez is going to be my guy. I'll go Hendricks. I know the Rockies think, but uh, yeah, he thinks too. Um, over 4k to hit a home run. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to pick on your guy, Ryan McMahon, uh, for Colorado. Hendricks struggles with lefty power. Um, even if there's no wind in Wrigley, I think McMahon can take Hendricks deep. All right. So I'm going to go Chapman against Marco Gonzalez. Um, we just got to talking about Oakland. Really like the spot for him. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits on the slate. Um, I think Blackburn, his main skill is ground balls. So if J.P. Crawford gets the the Babbitt on his side, he can roll a couple out there. I like JP Crawford to get two hits. All right. I'm going to go Kyle Seeger, and one of them is going to be a home run. 
Nice. I like it. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Uh, it's Oakland for me. I think they blow up uh, Gonzalez in the spot. Give me Oakland. Um, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off the board here and say Arizona. I like it. Just because there's not a ton of options, so. All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Running out of baseball season. We got football right around the corner. So it is. It's so close. Yeah. A couple weeks away. It is so close. That is for sure. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back talking baseball tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.